my dad works in B2B marketing, but I never really knew what that meant. Then one day, my dad came by my school for career day and told everyone in my class he was a big MQL man. Then he just kept saying things like, the more MQLs, the better, over and over. My friends still laugh at me to this day. I think it means marketing qualified lead. One thing's for sure. I'll be known as the MQL man's kid for the rest of my days. Why couldn't you just be a fireman or a lawyer? Why? You ruined my life, Dad. Not everyone gets B2B, but LinkedIn has the people who do. And with ads on LinkedIn, you'll be able to reach people based on job title, industry, likelihood to buy, and more. Start converting your B2B audience into high-quality leads today. We'll even give you $100 credit on your next ad campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash customer to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash customer. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn, the place to be, to be. This podcast is sponsored by Cloud Optimizer. As a business owner or IT manager, are your cloud investment costs going up and you don't know why? It's time for Cloud Optimizer. As you migrate your business to the cloud, what you're spending and why you're spending it can get a little hazy. But Cloud Optimizer clears up the mystery and puts the cloud to work for you. Cloud Optimizer starts by analyzing usage patterns, right-sizing resources, leveraging discounts you may not be aware of, implementing automation, and much more. And by reducing unnecessary expenses and maximizing performance, Cloud Optimizer guarantees you a savings of five times what you spend for their service. As you utilize cloud-based services more and more, you don't have to lose sight or control of your spend. You can stay agile, streamline your costs, and optimize your performance, plus save significant money with Cloud Optimizer. Make the cloud work for you with Cloud Optimizer. Get a free assessment and find out how much you can save by going to cloudoptimizer.com. Go to cloudoptimizer.com for your free assessment. That's cloudoptimizer.com. All right, we're going to talk about the new SEO in town now. It's called Generative Engine Optimization, GEO, or you can call it GEO, whatever you want to call it. This hat tip I want to give to Aleda Solis, and I, I saw her post about this. And this is a 19-page document. Neil and I are going to walk through this, and we're going to give you our reactions to this. So Neil, this is brand new to Neil right now. He's going to be seeing this in real time. I actually just started reading this five minutes ago. So we're basically going through this with you in real time. So those of you that haven't subscribed to us on YouTube, please subscribe on YouTube. And um, we want to talk about how this is going to change SEO in the future. And I'm going to go ahead and share my screen now, and then I'm going to read through what's on my screen. So th those of you that aren't watching, I'm also going to explain what is on the screen as well. So first things first is when, if we scroll to the top over here, so it says the invention of traditional search engines three decades ago marked a shift in the way information was accessed and disseminated across the globe. While these search engines were powerful and ushered in a host of applications like academic research and e-commerce, they were limited to providing a list of relevant websites to user queries. The recent success of large language models, LLMs, however, has paved the way for better systems like Bing, Chat, Google's SGE, and Perplexity.ai that combine the strength of conventional search engines with the flexibility of generative models. We dubbed these new age systems generative engines because they not only search for information, but also generate multimodal responses by synthesizing multiple sources. So I'm going to stop for a second, um, and I'm going to continue to scroll down. So they're basically saying, hey, you know, we have, we have a hypothesis here that GEO is going to be the next version of SEO basically, right? And they're going to share some of their methodologies and they're going to share some of the results, which I'll get to in a table. We're not going to read through this entire 19 page document, but what I think is interesting where we can, we can start off first is like, 
when you look at this picture over here on the left side, this is what a search engine looks like when you a SERP looks like, right? So you might search for things to do in New York and you get number one. Here's a number one result. Central Parks in New York, right? Number two, Statue of Liberty, right? Number three, New York style pizza. So you get the, the, the typical 10 blue links, right? Um, now they're saying it's going to change a little bit with a generative engine. It's going to be like, hey, here are all the things you can do. Check out this New York pizza. You could do this over here. You could do this over here. So it becomes more of a conversation. And they're basically saying, hey, look, um, we think this is going this way. So we should optimize. We should optimize our websites for these GEOs. I'm going to pause for a second. Neil, what do you think so far? Yeah, so <clears throat> you know, this is a new term I've never heard before. But you and I have already both talked about this. And I've even put out um, articles and tweets about this in which – you can optimize for ChatGPT. You can optimize for things like BART. Now, ChatGPT's index is from September 2021. Um, but imagine if you're using a lot of the signals and they start asking you questions like, what are the top ad agencies? And believe it or not, we've picked up clients from ChatGPT recommending us. Now, again, their index is from September 2021, the last time I checked. Um, over time, it's going to be more and more up to date, just like Bard, I think is only what, two, three weeks old or something like that at any given point. Uh, and if you can start getting them to recommend you, if you can get them to start talking about your companies and your products within the uh, suggestions when people are searching or asking questions, you'll end up picking up more business. It's a new form of SEO or what these guys are calling GEO that you know I think will pick up. And funny enough, uh, Eric shifted single grain, right? The branding around the agency to be more about AI. And we've already picked up customers who are requesting us to help them get more recommended by AI. Yeah. And here's the thing. So they have a couple of generative engine optimization methods, which I'll read off in a second. But when we do talk about the new AI stuff we're doing with, with clients, their eyes, their ears perk up because it's something new, right? And when, if you're an agency owner listening to this right now, Ultimately, what clients want at the end of the day, and Neil and I, we're, we're happy to share all this stuff. We think there's business for everyone. But look, at, at the end of the day, they want to work with someone they feel confident with, and they want to work with someone where they feel like they're going to be proactive about bringing them new ideas. And that's your job here, right? And so that's why we, we're, we're here to call this stuff out. So the this paper, by the way, this 19-pager, there's a lot of mathematical formulas in here. There's some programming formulas in here. Um, it, it's, it's more of a scientific paper, I would say. But they said here... To improve the impression metrics, content creators need to make changes to their websites. To this end, we present several generative engine generative engine agnostic strategies referred to GEO optimization methods. Mathematically, every GEO method is a function where W is the initial web content. And I'm not going to read the math. Um, so, okay, so here's what it says. We promote and evaluate a series of methods. One, authoritative, modifies text style of the source content to be more persuasive while making authoritative claims. Two, keyword stuffing modifies content to include more keywords from the query, as would be expected in classical SEO optimization. Three, statistics add-on modifies content to include quantitative statistics instead of qualitative discussion whenever possible, wherever possible. Site sources, quotation additions, add relevant sources, easy to understand, simplify the languages, fluency optimization. So these are not necessarily a lot of new things. This is just good writing at the end of the day. So. Dude, uh, check out that graph. Share your screen. I, uh, you're already sharing your screen, but click on that graph, the link I just sent you in the chat. What chat? Oh, here. Let me see. So we already looked at factors that are causing ChatGPT and BARD to recommend sites. 
again, keep in mind, if you want to optimize for chat GPT, you have to wait for their index to pretty much just update. Um, but the old stuff that you did pre-September 2021 really helps you. Uh, we looked at over 82 ranking factors. And what we found was uh, relevancy, which has a lot to do with keywords, and brand mentions were the two big factors on them recommending you. Brand mentions being, you know, if someone has an article talking about the best headphones and you get mentioned, or if, you know, uh, a lot of PR sites are mentioning your company like, oh, NP Digital won Ad8 Performance Marketing Agency of the Year. So then when people are looking for a digital advertising agency, they're like, oh, cool, here's NP Digital. They won Performance Marketing Agency of the Year. So we're seeing those two things, relevancy which has a lot to do with keywords and not just the keywords using on your own website. When other people mention your products and services, what keywords are they using in those articles as well as brand mentions? Those are the two factors that we're really seeing that help get you more recommended by Bard and uh, ChatGPT. My dad works in B2B marketing, but I never really knew what that meant. Then one day my dad came by my school for career day and told everyone in my class he was a big MQL man. Then he just kept saying things like, the more MQLs, the better, over and over. My friends still laugh at me to this day. I think it means marketing qualified lead. One thing's for sure. I'll be known as the MQL man's kid for the rest of my days. Why couldn't you just be a fireman or a lawyer? Why? You ruined my life, Dad. Not everyone gets B2B, but LinkedIn has the people who do. And with ads on LinkedIn, you'll be able to reach people based on job title, industry, likelihood to buy, and more. Start converting your B2B audience into high-quality leads today. We'll even give you $100 credit on your next ad campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash customer to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash customer. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn, the place to be, to be. AI might be the most important new computer technology ever. It's storming every industry, and literally billions of dollars are being invested. So buckle up. The problem is that AI needs a lot of speed and processing power. So how do you compete without costs spiraling out of control? It's time to upgrade to the next generation of the cloud. Oracle Cloud Infrastructure, or OCI. OCI is a single platform for your infrastructure, database, application development, and AI needs. OCI has four to eight times the bandwidth of other clouds, offers one consistent price instead of variable regional pricing, and of course, nobody does data better than Oracle. So now you can train your AI models at twice the speed and less than half the cost of other clouds. If you want to do more and spend less like Uber, 8x8, and Databricks Mosaic, take a free test drive of OCI at oracle.com strategic. That's oracle.com strategic. oracle.com strategic. Okay, so this one's a little different. Um, I think, so... Just those of you watching, go back to YouTube, watch Neil's graph, but also let's look at this this page over here. So there's this table over here. Um, I'm not going to read through everything, but basically you can see for no optimization, um, the average the average is 19 um, in terms of uh, subjective impressions, right? Now they're saying the the most important things would be around quotation edition, citing sources, statistics edition, fluency optimization, technical terms, authoritative, easy to understand, right? Um, overall, what they're saying is the bef- best performing methods improve upon baseline by 41% and 29% on position adjusted word count and subjective impression, respectively. Um, and so basically, they're saying if you do these GEO methods, whatever you want to call it, 
it should improve. It basically would average out to about a thirty percent improvement in your your overall your overall sh- let's call it your impressions. Yeah, I I think there's a lot of factors, right? I I don't think it's going to be one or the other. Even in the graph I shared, it, it, it's not even about getting a thirty percent improvement or ten percent. It's pretty much winner takes all, and you got to figure out how to get up there. It's just like with traditional SEO. Yes, you want to rank number one, but ranking number two and three and four still gets you traffic. With what's happening with AI, it's I think it's not going to be purely a winner takes all, but it's going to be more of, you know, it's the top spots pretty much take up everything. But in this case, it'll be, you know, um, almost winner takes all or someone like that. And the reason I say almost is they may recommend two or three, four places, like what's the best, what are the things to do in New York? Or, and if your pizza shop gets mentioned, you're a winner as long, as well as a Statue of Liberty that you know is probably going to get mentioned, right? But, and same with like ad agency, if they recommend Eric and I, we're both winners, but um, in some cases, they'll only recommend one or two products. And I think it's going to be more of a winner take all compared to what search is today. I'm going to read the, the conclusion here. We can work towards <clears throat> towards wrapping on, on this. But uh, so it says conclusion. In this work, we formulate the new age search engines that we dub GEO to help put the power in the hands of content creators to optimize their content. We define impression metrics for generative engines and propose a benchmark encompassing diverse user queries from multiple domains and settings along with relevant sources needed to answer those those queries. And so finally, we propose several ways to optimize content for generative engines and demonstrate that these methods are capable of boosting source visibility by up to 40% in generative engine responses. Among other things, we find that including citations, quotations from relevant sources, statistics can significantly boost visibility. Further, we discover a dependence of the effectiveness of GEO methods on the domain of the query. Our work serves as a first step towards understanding the impact of general engines on the digital space and the role of GEO in this new age of search engines. So look, this stuff is is really early right now, and I think it's interesting. I, this stuff can really change in the next 6 to 12 months or so. So take this with uh, – I think it's, it's good to be cautiously optimistic about it, but also understand that you need to be adaptable. So – that's what I would say. And this was uh, this document, just so everyone knows, this was um, a, co- a collaboration with Princeton University, Georgia Tech, the Allen Institute of AI, which I believe is Paul Allen's, and um, IIT Delhi. Is that a big school, Neil, in India? Yeah. It's harder to get into than MIT. <laughs> hey, there you go. So this is a legit document. It's, it's from pretty smart people. Awesome. Cool. All well, right. Make sure you rate, review this podcast, and let us know what you guys think. Please give us five stars. We'll see you see tomorrow. Ya. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's brand new season two. I'm Marissa Thalberg. And I'm Stephen Wolf Bededa. And we're excited to be back having bigger, bolder, and always real conversations. Straight from the C-suite front lines of marketing, media, and more. We have great friends joining from people you may know, like Wilmer Valderrama and Bobby Burke. And people you'll want to know. So grab a coffee or, hey, even an Aperol Spritz and come join us on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Listen to brand new on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.